Hey, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. And today I've got a very interesting guest, Jason King, uh, Executive Director of Unsung.org, U-N-S-U-G.org. Uh, Unsung is a nonprofit that's trying to bridge the gap between hunger and people that are you know, plenty well-fed in the United States. And they're doing this by an app that allows uh, people that have food to get it to people that need food. Um, but we'll go more in-depth into that. Welcome, Jason. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. I don't know if I described your company nearly as well as you could. Can, can you give folks a brief rundown of what you do and why? Yeah, sure. So um, I've been a, a homeless rights advocate for the last four or five years. And in the course of, uh, of helping those in need, I just uh, became blatantly aware of how terrible the food waste situation was in the U.S., and uh, the, the brass tacks numbers are that we throw away uh, $537 billion of food every year, wow. um, while at the same time we have 49 million Americans living in food insecurity. So it's really, it's like the stupidest problem you could have is to be throwing away half a trillion dollars in food while 50 million people starve. Um, so <laughs> at Unsung, uh, we just tried to make it as easy as possible for restaurants or grocery stores, catering services, anyone with excess food, to connect that food uh, to people in need. And uh, they, they do that through our network of volunteer drivers. So it's uh, the, the tagline for Unsung would be like Uber for feeding the homeless or something like that. <laughs> and that's what we do. Okay. That's amazing. Um, when you say 49 million Americans have food insecurity, what does that mean? Does that mean they're starving or they're hungry or what, what does that mean? So um, the definition of food insecurity means that, that for at least one meal of the day, they don't know where that next meal is going to come from. So it could be, it, it could be anything. It's like, you know, have a, like I'm, I'm eating this breakfast right now, but after I eat this, mm -hmm. I don't know where I'm going to get my next set of food from. Um, and it's mm -hmm. very, very prevalent in low-income children, um, which is really? the worst demographic to have it yet. <laughs> Wow, so you're saying a lot of the um, the food insecure people are, are children that don't know when they're going to get their next meal. Right, and and it's like the worst time that we could fail them, right? <laughs> that, uh, in developmental times when uh, when nutrition is the most important, um, the uh, being neglected from, from having enough food is going to lead to a lot of, of other problems down the line. It's, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is that, you know, food insecurity are right there at the bottom. And so if you, if you can't think about, if all you, you, if all you are thinking about is where you're getting your next meal, you're not thinking about, you know, becoming a better person or learning or anything right. like that. You know, you're just really worried about getting fed. Yeah, and if you're hungry, I can see that you would, you know, you may have to turn to crime to get fed or, or who knows. But, um, yeah, if you're a child, how can you study on getting an education? How can you do anything if you're hungry? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. So, uh, so yeah. So at Unsung, we okay. try to make it we try to make it really easy to uh, to connect those in need um, with those that have excess food. So how does it literally? How does it work? If I, you know, if I'm a regular person or a restaurant and I have food, um, how do I connect to people through your service to to get people that are hungry so if you're, food? If you're a restaurant and you're on the Unsung app, um, you would literally just just go into the app and then you would you know click on the the give button. And, uh, and then you would just take a picture of the food that you have and write a brief description of what it is. And then when you click send, it would ping out onto our network. And so it would, uh, it would send a notification to the closest drivers in your area to come pick that food up. 
and then those drivers would come pick it up and take it uh, to anyone in need. And that could be taken to a partner organization that could be like um, a food pantry or a homeless shelter or a women's shelter or something like that, or uh, as is the most common, is actually taking it directly to people they know of that are in need, either people on the streets or people in their community that are aware that are living in food insecurity. So of your user base, do you have more individual people or do you have more businesses? Um, we have significantly more individual people. Although, I mean, we do have a good amount of, of, uh, of businesses as well. But it's also it's an asymmetrical thing. So it's like a, a business is going to produce more food than, uh, than just one other person is going to do it. So, so at least currently, um, we're at a pretty good mix between volunteers and businesses. Well, why do, why do businesses throw away food? I mean, I see it all the time at night. They'll throw tons of stuff away. I mean, dumpsters full of food. And um, it seems like they, they're, they give me the impression that they're not allowed to keep food or give it to people. What's, what's the real deal with the law? Well, so as far as the law is concerned, it's actually a really clear cut. In uh, 1996, Congress passed the Bill Emerson Good Samaritan Act. And basically, it indemnifies... Uh, any person or organization engaged in, in feeding um, excess food uh, to those in need. And that means that, like, if someone were to get sick um, through, like, eating food that was old or something like that, they would have no legal recourse against it. And so, but as you mentioned, most people think that it's not the case. Um, that, you know, if almost if you push anyone on this, they'll be like, well, you know, my friend's mom ran a pizzeria. She really wanted to help the homeless, fed a bunch of pizzas to the homeless, and then she got sued, and the homeless people took her pizzeria or some, something along that line. And the fact hmm. is, is that that's just un unequivocally not true. Um, matter of fact, so much so that Arizona State University actually did a legal study of every, of every case involving uh, the Emerson Good Samaritan Act, and, and, uh, and just searched um, the entire United States. And there are zero cases of someone being sued and found guilty um, for sharing food um, under these circumstances. So it literally is just this huge, pervasive myth that's actually doing a lot of damage. Um, so if you, if you want to help somebody, uh, you know, put your fears away of litigious poor people and, uh, and just, just feed those in need. <laughs> Okay. Um, so, what happens if you, um, <clears throat> you know, if you approach a restaurant, coffee shop, that kind of thing? Do you get this excuse every time, or what? What happens? Um, so, John Oliver did a piece on this uh, in October of last year, and I would have said um, before that piece came out that more often than not, this is the excuse I've gotten. But that piece has actually done really good. At, uh, at sort of curbing this myth. So we don't get it as, as often as we used to. And, I mean, there might be a myriad of reasons why um, a restaurant won't give. I mean, it might get, be against their corporate policies. You know, you have no idea. Um, but hmm. there's a lot of people in need, and there's a lot of excess food. And ultimately, the, mo the main reason why restaurants don't donate is because um, it's, it's an economics issue, right? The reason they're throwing food away is because it's probably perishable. It's probably like food that's going to go, that it might not be bad right now, but it's going to be bad by tomorrow, right? So right. the storage costs associated with dealing with it and getting it prepped up to be able to be reused, it just doesn't make any sense. It makes more sense for them to throw it away. So 
Um, from their from their standpoint, that's just the cost of doing business. So that's where the, a model like Unsung and On Demand that can come in when the food becomes available, take it and get it to people in need, um, becomes so effective. Right. Oh, so your your relationship with restaurants is, hey, we're going to be here every night at this time. We're going to take the stuff before you have to throw it away, so there'll be no impact to you, no negative impact. That's it. Is that the the whole purpose of Unsung is to actually just make that relationship as frictionless as possible, um, so that the restaurant doesn't even really have to think about it. You know, they just push a button on their app. We just show up, take it, and it gets uh, fed to people. And then they get social proof of the food that they donated being fed. Every meal fed on the Unsung app, there's actually a, um, a picture of it being fed. Uh, so we have this like sort of viral feed of meals being fed, and it's uh, it's really powerful stuff. Do you have restaurants or anyone that can win badges or accolades if they feed X number of people or if they're on the program for a period of time? Yeah, so our whole our whole platform is gamified. So it's like uh, we have you know volunteers compete to deliver the most meals, restaurants can compete to be the person that the, the organization that donates the most food, and then yeah, we have badges for for different things like you know, yeah, this restaurant you know this is your tenth meal provided, or like you you donated at nighttime, so you got the you got the moonlight badge. Like you know, there's uh, mm. there's all kinds of stuff like that. So we've tried to to capture some of these metrics of sort of silly viral casual gaming and put it towards something that actually matters, like getting people fed. Wouldn't there be any savings in terms of the uh, the dumpster bill for a restaurant or a big place? Or Absolutely. So that's a huge sell for us is that um, any donation given to Unsung, we're a 501c3 nonprofit. So the donation is actually tax deductible. So if, uh, if a restaurant uh, throws food away, that's a liability because ultimately you're going to have to pay for that food to get picked up. Whereas if right. Unsung comes and gets it, not only are you not paying that bill, but you're getting a tax deduction for it. So we're actually turning a liability into an asset. So it's really a, just a win across the board by using us. Hmm. Okay. So and and again, maybe reduce the dumpster bills. And, you know, maybe their dumpster fills up every night. Now it fills up every two nights. Maybe they save some money there too. Who knows? Absolutely. Well, so how do you um, how does Unsung make money in order to function? Um, so currently, we're we rely on uh, on donations. Uh, you know, we're a five hundred one c three, so uh, it's tax deductible to donate to the uh, to Unsung Incorporated. Um, and we are also rolling out the ability to sponsor meals, which means that like if if you or your organization wants to um, to actually in our live feed of meals being fed, if you want to uh, have a sticker put on a meal that says uh, this meal sponsored by you know Jason King or this meal sponsored by Bitfury or this meal sponsored by you know Jones Cafe or something like that. Um, we're offering the ability for you to actually sponsor that. And it's great because it's a good way to like directly see what the money that you're giving um, is, is the impact that it's having. Um, okay. And it's also it's uh, it, the social media uh, shows really well because uh, it, you'll show up in all of our Twitter feeds and Facebook and things like that. It'll be a very direct way to to monitor how your money's being used. And for uh, all right, for sponsorship, what would be the minimum level needed, or is it just one meal, or do you want a yeah, higher I, commitment? Yeah, so our our minimum sponsor is five dollars, uh, and it's two. And that, that'll sponsor two meals, um, and then uh, and then basically at around uh, at the one hundred meal mark, it goes to a dollar per meal. So it's like one hundred dollars would be one hundred meals. Wow. 
That's a lot. That's 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 amazing. Yeah, awesome. yeah, we're 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 pretty efficient. <laughs> when do you think the sponsorship program is going to come out? Uh, well, we're we're working on it really hard right now. Our plan is to have it rolled out for uh, before Black Friday, so in just like a week. Oh wow! Okay, that's great. Yeah, and you know, just some big numbers. How many uh, meals have you delivered in the past? You know, six months or year. Yes, we've been in operation for a little over ten months, and we just del- we just delivered our twelve thousand meals. Jason, you there? Yeah. Yeah, so we've been. Oh, you cut out for a second. For, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, okay, go ahead. So we've, go been ahead. Been in, we've been in operation for a little over ten months, and we just delivered our twelve thousandth meal. Wow. Is it ramping up? Do you see it, or um, demand for yeah, meals, exactly. or your ability so to serve? For 2016, um, and pretty much every metric that counts, um, we've seen 10 percent or greater growth per week. So, like our, our, our we're we're doing 10 percent. Uh, increases week over week. So our growth in 2016 has just been insane. Yeah, I don't know that we can keep that up, but we're going to try. Uh, but we look at All ourselves right. as, like an, as like an ion engine, right? Like we had to, we had to spend money up front to get building get the network going. Um, so while, you know, in January we were doing a couple of dozen meals, and then, you know, by March we were doing a couple of hundred meals, and now we're doing a couple thousand meals. Um, and so it's uh, it's been a been this great force multiplier just to see happen. It's just the network effect come in. And it, to know that each one of those numbers is actually like a person being fed, uh, it's really great. So um, are you across the entire U.S., or are you only in certain states right now? Um, so we launched in, uh, we're headquartered in Baltimore, Maryland. So uh, we started in the Baltimore, D.C. area. Um, but in June, we rolled out to our second city, which was Austin, Texas. And then from there, um, we have unsung groups in New York City, Miami, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and, uh, and others coming online. And currently, we're in beta, so you have to contact us to, to get in on our, our beta for the app. But we'll be launching uh, everywhere on iOS by the end of the year. And then our Android app will be coming out first quarter of next year. Gotcha. And the um, the drivers are they paid or is it all volunteer? It's all volunteer. Okay. Are you thinking about moving to um, a paid model or is it not sustainable if someone wants uh, to drive regularly? Honestly, it's um, we don't have enough data to really to make a, a suggestion based on that. Okay. So not sure yet. All right. Anything that you've um, <clears throat> well, what have you noticed? Since you've been doing this, um, that you know, an outside person would be surprised about either behavior well, so think, or results. Yes, I think I think the biggest surprise to us was is just so so from the get go, we we just were like we're going to build tools that make it really easy to do this behavior, and then we're going to kind of give it to our network and just sort of let them go from that. And so uh, this great thing happened in Austin, Texas. A couple of weeks after we went live there, our community there started coming back to us, and they're like, "Hey, look, we're we're feeding these homeless people, and they're tell and what we've learned is that they need socks." Um, now, as a homeless rights advocate, I know that the, the most common article of clothing needed for a homeless person is a sock. Like I know that, um, but these weren't homeless rights advocates. These were just like normal people who were volunteering our, on our apps and on their own, just to engaging. Um, on the platform, they had already realized this other deficiency in the homeless um, population of Austin. So on their own, they started a sock drive, 
They got uh, okay. a tech accelerator called Capital Factory in Austin to sponsor sock drive. Mm. And then they, they uh, gathered a bunch of socks, and, they, and while they were delivering meals, they started delivering socks too. And that happened huh. without any input from, like, unsung headquarters. That was just people that just realized they could be doing good and then took it upon themselves to do better. Uh, and it was really this great thing to watch. So why, why socks, by the way? Uh, it, it's if you're constantly walking around, it's just the article of clothing that's taken the, the largest hit from you. Uh, it's just you're constantly going to be wearing it, wearing socks out, um, and then you probably don't have access to a washing machine as much if you're a homeless person. Um, so mm. the socks go to deteriorate a lot faster. Okay, I got you. And then if you wear shoes and no socks, it turns into a mess. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay, gotcha. Uh, any feedback from the people that you're feeding? Do you tend to feed the same people over and over, or is it always different? Um, I mean, in, in Baltimore, which is really the only area I can attest to, I mean, we definitely feed a lot of the same people, but we feed new people as well. Um, but I, I, w I would think it's probably a pretty solid mix of, um, of regulars and just um, and people that sort of in an ad hoc manner coming in and eating food. And how does the person that's going to be <clears throat> receiving the food know that they're going to be getting food or not? How are they notified? Um, currently, uh, that part of the platform is not particularly well fleshed out. It's basically on the drivers to, to know where they need to go. If it's a part of organization, it's really easy. Like if it's a soup kitchen that needs food, we just take the food to the soup kitchen. Um, but for the most part, a lot of our drivers are um, people that are already working with the homeless or they've already scouted out where people are. They've already sort of uh, figured out what the need is, and then they're just meeting that need. Um, but as, it, as Unsung grows, um, we actually start imagining it being uh, similar to how you would sign up for like a food pantry or something like that, where people can actually go into the app either through having a phone, which most people are surprised to know that most homeless people actually have phones. The government actually provides phones for most homeless people. Uh, it's a really easy tracking device for keeping track of people. I mean, I know that's a terrible oh. way to look at it, but that's the truth. Um, but also, most of them have access to a web portal for at a library or a public source or something like that. So um, being able to like go self-identify as needing food and then like putting your information in as to where we could find you, um, that, that'll be a feature that'll be rolling out, um, hopefully sometime fairly soon. Oh, okay. And what about the feedback on who's actually getting the food? Have you heard reports from the field of, you know, people's, uh, you know, homeless people or other people's comments on what it's done for them, or have they made changes to their own lives? Um, so we had a piece in the Baltimore Sun that came out, uh, and I mean we weren't there. They just basically sent reporters out to a, to a group that we feed normally, and um, and it was it was sort of heart wrenching stuff. Is that um, the the homeless people that were interviewed there essentially said that we you know we we normally came out on Saturday to feed, and that if uh, if we hadn't showed up, that they wouldn't have gotten another meal until Tuesday. Um, so I, we've, it's definitely having an impact, um, you know, maybe a small impact, but you know, that's sort of the sort of the magic of unsung. That like it's this huge problem, but if we all take a little piece of it, we can actually tackle this massive problem through network effect. Okay. Are you feeding? Um, are you feeding mostly individuals, or are you feeding more food pantries and organizations? 
at this at this juncture, we're feeding more homeless people. We're feeding more inmates. Okay, but you're building up um, organizations as well to magnify the effect, like food pantries, places like that? Yeah. All right, that's great. Okay. So, you know, we talked about it. What are some of the um, the up-and-coming things that you guys are rolling out? You said you're coming out for iOS and Android and a better way to interact with the end user, you know, the person that needs the food. What, what other kinds of things are you guys working on that uh, people can look for in the next year? I think um, that the gamification of the platform uh, will will really have transformed a whole lot in the next year. Uh, I think that's where we see the most interest from people is in um, is sort of playing the game of feeding people, and so we're we're going to respond to that um, by making uh, making the gamification a lot more interesting and making it where you can unlock features and compete better. and uh, And I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. All right, and um. Yeah, last couple of questions. Any, what's your bottleneck right now? Is it getting enough food, getting enough drivers, finding enough people to feed? Um, I think probably in in most of our upcoming areas, uh, like places that haven't been on the Unsung platform very long, it's having enough volunteers to deliver food. There's always enough food. I mean, you know, it's $537 billion worth of food. There's always enough food. Um, having enough people that are willing to come pick it up and deliver it, it's not always uh, that's generally where the um, the bottleneck is, and that's the problem across the whole nonprofit industry. It's really just having volunteers is always an issue. Um, we think that we're creating technological strides to fixing that because you know we're on demand. Like if food comes available, you get a ping. If you can take it, you go take it. Um, whereas like if you were going to go sign up to serve at a soup kitchen, it would be like, hey, we need you here th on Thursday at five o'clock, and maybe you work at Thursday at five o'clock, so you can't come in. So there's a lot of there's a high friction point in most nonprofits. So we're taking more of like an Uber driver, Lyft driver approach to being able to do this in an ad hoc, on demand manner, and we think it's actually going to really just completely transform how charity is done in this country. Okay. Well, great. Um, how can people get involved either as a sponsor, which you said is coming pretty soon, and if there's a beta for that, or as just uh, to donate to Unsung and its cause, or to be a driver? Yes. Yeah, Unsung, just sign up for Unsung at unsung.org, U-N-S-U-N-G dot O-R-G, um, and there's a, there's a sign-up form right there on the front page, and we'd love to have you. All right, well, this is great. I really appreciate you being here, Jason, and uh, you're doing great work, and you're going to help a lot of people, so uh, it's definitely great interacting with you. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, hold on uh, one second. Let me get the recording paused, okay? Okay.